Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Highlighting the pride of the Pacific, it's Pacific Flair with Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ. Yeah, 26 away from 8 o'clock. This is Pacific Flair on SCNZ. Uh, g'day, Allah. How you doing, mate? Malay, uh, Ricardo. Very good, brother. Very good. And uh, always always happy to, to be back talking footy, and especially Moana Pacifica tonight. Yeah, and Moana Pacifica, of course. Uh, we've got two games to talk about. Yeah, you know, they played Tuesday. Oh, they no. played Saturday. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think... You know, they, they did pretty damn well so against that Blues team, considering they had to put out two different 15s within five days of each other, uh, and they were competitive both times. And I, I thought it was really good what Dalton Papali said immediately post-match. He was like, that wasn't 46-16. Yep. That was tighter than that, they, you know. And he gave, he gave Moana a lot of props. I agree. And, and look, those, both those games, like you said, there were opportunities for Moana. They were right in there, and, 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 and that's the beauty. That's what I'm loving seeing at the moment from this group. The confidence is growing and the performances, and 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 the little things now is, is like sometimes little uh, the moments they need to win and they're just not you know if they win those little moments, all of a sudden the game is is really tipped and, and really in their favour as such. But I think it's yeah great compliments from from Dalton because he knows I know in that second half they actually came out more clinical than than they were in that first half and, and just being especially in the defence line just being in their face a bit more, giving them no time no space. Um, to, to get their ball out out, uh, out out to the width where their strengths are. So, yeah, b- big ups to the Blues for, for, for acknowledging that early and then being able to get the result in the end um, for, in both games. And good to see a lot of young guys in that Moana team get an opportunity over those two games as well. And, and I don't think anybody looked out of their depth. You know, I've watched games this year with other teams who have blooded players who have gone, that guy's not ready. But I haven't, didn't, haven't seen that. I agree, 100%. Like that Tuesday game, a um, few of those boys making their, their debut as well, and Zola on the wing and a couple of others. But like you said, they're starting to feel comfortable in, in, in that space, which is really, really good. And I think, like I keep saying from the beginning, the more these guys embrace these challenges that they get and the opportunity they get to to play, um, the learnings will pick up. And as, as, as long as they keep getting better, I think, um, yeah, the, the whole squad, and it's got to be great for Philo and, and Ezra going forward into the competition that, they're getting some experience uh, games for these for these young kids uh, at this level. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I look at the Sunwolves, right? Mm. How long did it take the Sunwolves to get a win in Super Rugby? How long did it take for the Sunwolves to beat a New Zealand team <laughs> in Super Rugby in New Zealand? I don't even actually know if they did it in New Zealand. I know they did it in Japan. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Um, so, I mean, in terms of where Moana Pacifica are, it feels like they're probably ahead of where we thought they might be. Definitely. I mean, we we all, uh, I think we said in the last couple of shows around when they won against the Hurricanes, you know, how fast that came through. Like you said, with um, with uh, the Japanese side, it's just like it took forever. But also Hagawaris as well. Like, they were a good two, three years before they really got it right. But that's an Argentinian, you know, three quarters, if not all. Yeah. They were all internationals and playing at that level in the championship. So it's it's a pleasing fact. And I know how, um, I, I did speak to Kevin last week and so since that win, it's just changed their whole camp, and everyone's got it. You know, they're just getting that win was huge for them, and going forward. And and I think that the confidence in these kids just playing week in week out at this level is is huge for them, and and, and hoping going forward to get the results as well.
Well, I think if you're, um, you know, Aaron Major and you're, you're um, Kevin Senior and, you're, you know, that you're, you're that, uh, the club, you're looking at this game on Friday against the Highlanders who are winless <laughs> oh, no. and going, well, here's a really good opportunity for us to get a second win against a New Zealand team in New Zealand. I know, right? There's, there's, there's every opportunity this week and um, and it is against my beloved Islanders as well. So, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling you're, for you're, Brownie. You're on a no-lose, <laughs> yeah, mate. You that's right, lose, that's right? right. I'm not going to lose this week, that's for sure. But it is, it's uh, it's definitely one that they'll definitely target. And, you know, as they're going down as an ex-Highlander coach as well, mm-hmm. there's a lot on the line, but I know they'll be just thinking about their camp and, and how they can get a second sculpt this weekend. Yeah. So over those two games that we saw last week against the Blues, who has stood out for you? And maybe who has gone from being a, a, squ- a squad player or a fringe player to sort of almost cementing themselves in the 23 every week? I think in the, in the forwards... Um, Besides Stowers, who's leading the charge in there, I think Funaki's really, um, you know, playing at seven has been really impressive for me. Yeah. Uh, I think the front row as well, uh, the the both the hookers, um, I think Alex McRobbie in the forwards as well. I think he's stood up and, and really showing his hand and 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 at this level. And then I was um, quite impressed. Obviously Solomon Kata coming back in, but Tomasi Alessio uh, um, on the wing. I thought he's he's having some great great touches around. In that space, so some of these kids are suddenly. I mean, uh, they're just getting an opportunity, and, and most of these kids are taking them. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to, and I don't, I don't know if he is fit, but I know tomorrow night on Super South, we've got Thomas Umanga Jensen, and the fact I've put him up makes me think maybe he's ready. To ready. Go again. Uh, t- Thomas Umanga Jensen at twelve against that uh, that Moana Pacific <laughs> of, uh, midfield man, that is going to be fireworks. That's right. I mean, those two. Um, the, the Moana Pacifica midfielders Levi and, and Toala have been so impressive in this round, and that's against um, you know up the other awesome midfielders that are around in, in this competition. But I agree with you, Thomas. Um, they miss him; they absolutely miss him in that back line for um, for for the Highlanders. Um, not taking nothing away from from McGregor, but uh, the, the way that Thomas can do both, you know, uh, take the ball up, but also has got footwork and offloads and and what have you, just adds a nice uh, strike play to that. Um, uh, Highlanders uh, backline, but against Thailand, Leo, that'll be pretty awesome to watch this weekend. Do you think the 15 that we see this weekend, injuries aside, is going to be might sort of show Aaron Major's hand in terms of who he thinks his best 15 is because he sees the, here's a real possibility for another win? I agree, I, I think so. I, you know, I'd, I'd probably be mean not to, um, to really put in his best 15 in this game because. Uh, it is a real opportunity, and, and it'll be it'll be quite cool. And I think if you look at the mould of, of who's been playing, um, I think you can kind of see which players he'll probably lean towards, and mm. um, the, the solid uh, group that's been that started. I see the experience of both Lelafano and, and Sione Kepu starting to really you know show forth. And then the and then the beauty around it too is, is that we've got guys on the bench that have has had really good uh, minutes and games of, of the, from the previous round. So. I think definitely, I, I, I agree. I think Elsa would, would definitely put up a strong 15 this week. Who's starting at 10? Great question. I'll probably still go Lelafano. Yeah. I'd say Lelafano. I think he's, I, I'm just starting to see some really great touches of him again and feeling his way back into into that role. And um, and I just think just his experience, his, understand, his game understanding and, and game management is exactly what Moana needs. And, and then, like I said, McClatchy can just keep learning, come on when he needs to, and then... And, put his uh, set of skills that he's got into the game. But I'd like to see Leo Fano keep going at 10. I think he's, he's, he's showing some really great uh, leadership as well.
This is Pacific Flair on SENZ. Peter Alatini and Ricardo Ball with you talking all things Moana Pacifica. When we come back, we're going to continue that conversation. If you've got a question, don't forget uh, you can join in. Uh, 0800 150 811 is our phone number. 0800 150 811. Uh, we'd love to have a call from you and get your thoughts on Moana Pacifica and what you expect this weekend against the Highlanders. Or you can hit the temper bedpost text machine as well. Double eight double three. Any questions for Peter there? And we might talk a little bit. Peter, as a former All Black midfield back yourself, <laughs> about the depth that the All Blacks have got to pick uh, in the midfield at the moment in this competition. We'll do that next here on Pacific Flair. It's 14 away from 8 here on Pacific Flair. SENZ, Peter Alatini, Ricardo Ball with you. And Peter, as I mentioned before, you're a former All Black uh, midfielder, you played second five for the ABs, and we have got a plethora, <laughs> plethora. Been having these conversations. I'm keen to get your thoughts on it. Of course, it it, it just made it even more, um, I guess, difficult to make a selection with Geordie playing twelve on the weekend <laughs> and going so well at twelve. But I mean, I look at the Crusaders and I go, okay, so Crusaders, we've got David Harvili, you got Braden Enor, you got Jack Goodhue's coming back from injury. Any of those three could play. Well, you've got Lester Fanganuku, right? So correct. those four all could be international midfielders, or some of them are already. Thomas Umunga Jensen's probably been the Highlanders' mm. best player till he got injured. Uh, then you've got Geordie, obviously, uh, at, the, at the Canes. Uh, you've got Alex Nankerville. You've got Quintu Paya. You've got Anton Leonard-Brown at the Chiefs. And then there's a couple of blokes. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of these guys. Uh, Rico Yuani <laughs> and Roger Tuivasa-Shek uh, at the Blues. Uh, you've got to get all of those guys into oh. two spots. What are you doing? Oh, that's right. What are you doing? That's why you're not at that hot seat compared to what the All Black selectors will have to do, eh? So I think it will definitely, because um, these are remarkable individuals and doing great things in this position. So the, the key will be, I suppose, what kind of game do the All Blacks want to play and what do they want from their midfield? We've seen, I suppose, over the last year or so, We've had the Harvillies and, and trying to play a game plan against those big teams. And we know that the UK teams are going to bring it in that physicality, the line speed. So who have we got to kind of combat that will be probably some of the questions they're asking, how they combat that. Because we can't keep bashing. We, we, we find that we, as soon as our, our ball is slowed, uh, the ABs, you know, we, we kind of start to battle in that space because our time and space is gone. But um, it'll be the guys that'll be able to, to, to really... If people come out of the line, we're able to attack, you know, that skill set as such. So who have we got in those places? For me, it's guys with good footwork around that space to be able to beat defenders. It's not so much um, the strength work of, of kind of uh, upright because, like I said, defence is, is really well organised nowadays. So how do we get around those defences and then having the skill set to be able to, because we're going to have a lethal back three, you know, with the Will Jordan and, and, and George Bridge and Sever Reese and, and, you know, all the rest of them. But... How do we get? We need to still get that ball across. So, so those are to, to me a, a couple of skill sets in terms of all these midfielders that will suit, and, and some of them have got them. But at that next level is, is probably the key. That can they handle those the pressures in, in, in the midfield in, the, in that space? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people have talked about how the combinations we've had in the past, like Little and Bunce, you know, the finesse and the and the force, uh, or you, you could even say that about um, you know uh, Ma mm. as well. Um, but given that they let uh, Nani Laomapi go, that suggests maybe they don't see that as what they need or what they want. Um, so if, if you take a, a Nani-type player out of that, 
What does that leave you with? I agree. Look, I think at the moment in that space, I think you've got Quinton Tupai is quite strong and be able to take phys- physicality. And he's actually showing this year he's got some nice uh, silky skills as well. Mm. I think Thomas will come into the question as long as he gets more game time. Yeah. Again, big boy can take take the knocks, but also had the ability to beat men um, on his feet. But then RTS as well, right? Like, his footwork is phenomenal, and and he just needs more game time to to really seek that out. But um, and you still got Anton Leonard Brown as well. So, Rico Yuani for me. Uh, I mean, if if I'm an All Black coach, I'm like, well, you're still the best left winger in New Zealand, mm. so you're on the wing. <laughs> and because I've got all these other guys that can choose for, from from my midfield, I don't need you to play thirteen. I've got a bunch of thirteen options. So if we take Rico out, does that make does that argument work for you? And does that make the decision any easier? I don't think it makes it any easier because you, you still look at that list and you go, well, "Geez, there's, there's you know there's about seven into two positions, eh, or yeah. three. But I think it would help. I think it would help. Um, but again, I just. And that's where I think ALB is still quite strong. He's got a, he's almost like the the Conrad Smith of the back line. Now he, he knows when to take. He makes good decisions. When to deliver the ball out to his wingers, and he's still quite physical. Um, and no stature within that space. So, oh man, I, I, you know I, I couldn't give you one answer at the moment. I just know that it'll be dependent on what our game plan is for for the ABs that will be able to combat um, the defences they come across. Well, I mean, two things. Uh, our incumbents are probably Harvey and Anton Leonard-Brown. Mm. It's probably the incumbent, um, you know, mid- midfield pairing. Do you agree with me on Rico that his best position is left wing, or do you think he's better at centre? I've seen, I've seen things in, at centre that Rico's... He, he's one of the best um, centres in, in running lines. Like, if he's got a good 12 in him, he actually runs, he actually sees the holes and run well, right? So, but it's about him being able to, ability to do that, but also at times hold feet yeah. and, and be just the, the, the guy that's, that kind of straightens squares and then feeds the outsides. Because like you said, because everyone knows he's a dangerous runner. So if I was defending, I'd be like, I'll just be pushing pressure on him because you're never going to pass Yeah. but if we start kind of you know if he starts utilising that space then, then he would but um, I, I, yeah, I love him on the wing because he's just one of the best finishers in, in the game right so um, be interesting to see I think form wise this season if you had to pick a 12-13 for me I would be uh, Nankerville and Umanga Jensen like just on form mm. forgetting who's ever played for the All Blacks or who's got any stock with the, with the All Blacks or anything at all but if I put the heat on you, Peter, and said the decision is yours, first test of the season for the All Blacks, who's your 12, who's your 13? 12, 13 for me, I think I'd, I'd go a, um, I'd probably go Thomas, mm-hmm. Thomas Simonga Jensen, because I'd love the way he's been playing, and I'll probably go ALB at centre. Okay. Yeah, that'll be my, my mix. For yeah. now. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty damn good mix. <laughs> you look at the rest and you think, geez, and yeah. the, these guys, are, and they are fantastic. And it's going to be interesting, I suppose, as the competition goes, just how many of them can hold form throughout to to, to that uh, to finish the comp and then, I suppose, head into camp. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I was always looking forward to that. Of course, also looking forward to some crossover games. I know we've talked about the Highlanders game this weekend. Uh, that gets done, and I think we're nearly at the end of all the New Zealand games, and then we get to go and play some of the Australian teams and really get to measure how strong that Australian side of, of things is. I mean, you've watched a lot of that. Um, how many wins do you think are there for Moana uh, out of those Australian teams? I, I think I honestly think they've got high chances against you know some of those sides like you know the Drawers, the, the um, Rebels, um, 
you know, New South Wales is kind of finding some form. But I, I think most of those games is an op- absolute chance for these for for Moana. and and I think you know as long as they keep growing and there's less injuries to their main players, just keep them keep them all uh, you know well wrapped until until those crossover games. But I think most of those games they can really look forward to and, and really target um, some wins. All right, well let's have a look at this weekend then, mate. Uh, first game of the weekend. Seven o'clock, Forsyth win, Bar. Win, win, win. <laughs> it's win, win. <laughs> they, they, they can't both win, mate. Which okay. way are you going? We've got to go Moana. This is our show. Moana. Sorry, Moana, Moana wins it. Uh, Western Force Rebels is the is the late kickoff. Western Force. Yeah, that looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Hurricanes and the Crusaders, 4.30 in the afternoon in Wellington. Oh, man. We're going to have to go Crusaders. I think, and even just listening to Marshy, it is... Like you said, they're operating at seventy-five. Yeah. So when they when they start hitting their straps, they're going to be the uh, major force like they are anyway. So I'd go Crusaders. Crusaders, okay. Chiefs Blues, probably the matchup of the weekend. Oh, and and both. And I've been you know I've been happy with where Blues are, but Chiefs are the team to beat. So I'd say Chiefs. Chiefs, okay. And then uh, lastly, the Drua take on the Brumbies. This one uh, will be on the Gold Coast. Oh, I'd have to go Brumbies. Brumbies are. Probably one of the stronger ones, although they, although they went down to the Reds last week. But Brumbies for this one. Brumbies, yeah, interesting. The draw we had Glenn Jackson, oh, okay. who's the assistant coach of the draw, on on Sunday on the rugby run with Marshy. Uh, he said that uh, around their training facilities all got flooded, so they had to relocate. So they've relocated to the Goldie. They've got two weeks in the Goldie. I think then they come to New Zealand and they might play in Wellington, I think. And then they go to Fiji and they have two weeks in Fiji. Wow. Um, and so they have a couple of games over there, which is going to be great to see the Drua playing at home. At home. Oh, mate, that's going to be huge. And, and their people will just be uh, embraced like they have with the previous Super Games. So, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Good stuff, Ella. Thanks for coming in again, brother. Always a pleasure, Ricardo. Thanks, guys. Yeah, this is Pacific Flair covering all things Moana Pacifica, Ricardo Ball and Peter Alatini. Up next... Mark Watson with Extra Time. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.